Knock, knock, it's Nathan. Howdy, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome back to the Green Hill Zone podcast. On behalf of my two fellow co-hosts, as always, we are so happy you're here. Extremely happy. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, it's your resident bellend. Toot toot, Sonic Joshua. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, that's English slang. It means the tip of the penis. And boy, am I on the tip of my penis tonight, because I'm having a great night. I feel good. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm Lee, everyone's favorite Christmas angel. You really are, though. You, you've got a sound effect. Oh, is that a, is that yeah. the right sound effect for that? It's Maybe a sound effect. Some... It is a sound effect. It is something, isn't it? I put some Christmas sounds on there. Christmas night sounds, of course, because this is ostensibly a Sonic podcast. Yeah, and we're Sega still podcast. mining that game. What twenty <laughs> something years later? So they haven't put out any new Christmas content since then. Yeah, man. Well, I well, don't know. Today we got Sonic in a little Santa jacket and hats in Sonic Superstars. Yeah, that's cute. So, oh, so <laughs> save it for the segment. Oh, we do have a segment, segment, don't we? Oh yeah. So yeah, before before we get to that, how how are y'all doing? It's been a little bit since uh, we chatted last, right? What's been yeah, what's been going on? Um, very little. To be okay. Honest. All right. I guess I didn't miss too much. <laughs> yeah, I was not on the last episode. I was on vacation with my family. That was nice and lovely. Uh, but oh, now yeah. I'm back. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you went around. I you? was vacation. Yeah. We'd forgotten all about you. Yeah, um, we were on a big boat. It was nice. It was with my family, um, my nephews. A lot of, did a lot of fun activities and stuff. I don't know if you all have been on any cruises or anything, but um, it was pretty fun. I was mostly thankful afterwards, yeah, that nobody got sick, uh, you know, in the post-COVID world. Yeah, of course. It must be pretty weird, man. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've started going out to the pub again, but that's a handful of people. You know, when you've got several thousand all squeezed onto a a box in the middle of nowhere, then uh, it's got got (laughs) to be pretty pretty No escape. No escape. (laughs) Even if you wanted to. (laughs) Yes. No lifeboats. The hubris of it. Oh, oh, they do have the yeah. lifeboats. That's one of the first. Oh, do they? You okay, have to learn. Right. Of course, <laughs> they don't have. You think they don't have lifeboats on these? My things? only exposure to cruises is, of course, the Titanic, uh, James Cameron Titanic, movie Titanic. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's always so funny to me. Like, uh, you know, in that movie and through historical perspective or whatever, right? Like, Titanic was the biggest boat ever made at that point in time, and now the modern cruise ships, you know, like eclipse the size of that thing by several factors i think multiple times bigger and uh yeah kind of scary to think about i guess you need a much bigger iceberg to sink one of those suckers now yeah let's not tempt fate though eh? please Um, no what i'll say is yeah not to stray too far from the topic which is of course probably going to be something to do with sonic the edge uh is that if you're going to be on a boat that big why don't you just stay on land (laughs) do you know what i mean seems a bit silly at that point i don't know i feel like it is basically just like a hotel on the ocean. Right. Like they have they have, you know, they have shopping malls, they have multiple restaurants, they have yeah. all sorts Casinos. of activities stuff. Yeah, they have a full casino, um, multiple bars, yeah, live situation. music shows, theaters, did they, stuff. Did you also have an arcade? It did. I it was one of the first things I checked out and it was um very small and not very interesting. They had like, yeah ski ball and stuff like that and you had to like pay extra ski just ball. to use anything yeah they i mean it was all right they had whatever air hockey 
some pac-man arcade game or something i think i don't know one of the modern ones like nothing retro or classic but yeah again you had to like pay money or put money onto your card to use anything in there so i just like took a quick look around and then never went back there it was not a very big room either (laughs) yeah that that's the same when i was on the cruise ship about over a decade ago now um Mm -hmm. had a sail and sign pass and you had to like use it use it sparingly yeah um, there were a couple of Sega arcade games. I can't quite remember which. They're the sort of like newer ones you've not really heard about, but it's like, oh, like some kind of car game, some kind of bike game. I don't know, some shooting one. So yeah, yes. it's always nice to see a Sega logo out in the wild. Yeah, the three types of arcade games, car game, bike game, shooting game. Yeah, I can't, I can't dispute that. I think that's absolutely accurate. Um, yeah, I mean, t- times have changed. It used to be like the arcade games were the ones with the best graphics, like the most cutting edge stuff. And now it's all about the experiences you can't get at home because they don't really, like light guns don't really exist anymore on consoles. Not really. They probably do, but not really. Um, well, they can't because you haven't got CRT TV. Uh, you, right? you know what I mean, the equivalent, the equivalent, and you know people. I, I know you like can you... get House of the Dead for the Switch. You can, you can. You can. I've seen it. That's on yeah. everything people, now. What do people actually use? You just use the. Well, they're not called Wii remotes because it's not for the Wii. The Switch, the Joy Cons now. Yeah, Joy Cons. Thank you. But what I'm saying is, in an in an arcade, you've got your you've got the big chunky gun. If you're playing Time Crisis, you've got the pedal. If you're yeah. yeah, if you're playing a racing game, you've got your steering wheel and your pedals. And people used to buy all these accessories. I don't I don't think people you still really, can. You still it's, can. Well, still not the can. gun stuff. Yeah, driving rigs and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of moved up into the moderate. Um, enthusiast here, right? For yeah, home that's for the discerning gamer. Yeah, yeah, people who are playing Gran Turismo or Assetto Corsa, stuff like that. Again, can I make the same, well, a similar point to the fucking boat thing? Is that if you're going to spend that much on a fake car, just go driving, man. Just go and drive a car. Just go do that. You I don't know, know if you. I, realize, how much would that set me? Luxury back? cars are a lot more expensive than driving you don't simulator. Need a luxury. You could drive a normal car and it still goes quite fast. Seventy miles an hour is quite fucking fast. If that's not uh, fast enough, I'm not telling you. That's yeah, I'm getting. That's absolutely loads yeah, of miles. Getting an my hour. rocks off at seventy miles per hour in my Prius hybrid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all right for some, isn't it? Hey, it is it's not competing with outrun 2 is it you're in like a like red ferrari convertible with a blonde babe driving down like the malibu beach yeah all right well you know get on tinder find yourself a bird you can't get this find yourself a bird who has a red ferrari <laughs> yeah <laughs> just go to the beach make her let you drive her a car <laughs> yeah do it for real <laughs> it just makes no sense to me i don't know what do i know i, I don't have a car yeah Yuji Naka has. That was his dream car or something, wasn't it? Do you think he was inspired by Outrun? Possibly. I think that's what it was. I, th- I think he did love Outrun. He always wanted to make a racing game. Yeah. Mm. Never, he never he, did, though, did he? Yeah. No, he, but he went, he went to the track with his with his Lotus yeah. Elise. Elise? Wait a minute. See, that's, that's an expensive man's uh, hobby right there. Got to pay for track time, have the expensive mm. cars, all that. They, you can actually do that here in Austin too. They built the Circuit of the Americas 
racetrack, which is where they host F1 events and stuff there now. But uh, during the off season, it's available for other events and stuff like that. And you can rent time there if you want wow. to like take lessons or drive your own luxury vehicle there or whatever the hell. Where did Mr. Naka get all his money from? Uh, mm, being, good question. Being an unscrupulous fucker. That's, that's where. From other people's hard work. That's where. UG, you fucking capitalist pig. Anyway, <laughs> he's probably not listening. They don't probably have, not. They don't let you have Spotify in jail. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Why don't we get into our first segment, right? Which is the Sonic Speed Run. Yeah. Um, did y'all do this one last time too when I wasn't here? No. no, no it, we it, was, it was a Sonic, oh, it was a Sonic episode. episode. Okay. All right. Well, this is not a Sonic episode. So unfortunately, all you get is 10 minutes this time. Dear yeah, listener. Deal yeah, deal with it. Hashtag. Can I just say, Deal with it. and I know I always say I'm not going to, but I did look at the numbers on the last episode. Uh, and you I always me. say you're never going to, but then you always do. I can't help myself. Let me tell you something. Apparently, people either don't give a shit about us or they don't give a shit about Sonic Superstars um, because like, a few more people tuned in to listen to us tuned in. Get me. Fucking what a granddad. More people <laughs> listened to us just talk about absolutely nothing the month before. So... I think that's a good sign. I think what that means is we can do whatever the fuck we want, like I'm doing now. What are you going to do about it? Call the police. Yeah, I mean, it also might just be that, you know, we're not putting content out regularly, and that's really just what drives most engagement nowadays, right? You got to pump out the content like you're some kind of, I don't know, content factory or some shit. I know. Well, okay, I don't put out content regularly, but you know what I do regularly? Live my fucking life. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. We got lives. We're... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 30 year old men <laughs> actually hey. yeah i'm a bit beyond that we're in our 30s a little bit, Somewhat little bit beyond that. that yeah anyway yeah now we yeah we're gonna do the we're gonna do the thing tonight can we extend that to talk about um the fucking... I mean, we're gonna talk about sonic right what do you want you want to extend the timer no i'm saying can we extend that though to talk about the other exciting sega news that has cropped up recently what you lost me extend what what other second piss? Oh no! <laughs> oh, okay. I thought, wait, what do you mean though? Yeah, we're gonna do ten. Sega minutes. announced five games, and or do you want to talk about that before, out of the Sonic stuff? Now, like during the thing, let's right. talk about it now because uh, there was no Sonic announcements in there, so technically it doesn't count for okay. the Sonic speedrun. Yeah, fine, no, okay, fine. Oh, we've You're got a rules boss. lawyer here. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all. I'm trying to give you more time to talk about it. That way, you're not compressed, and yeah. I am a rules lawyer, okay? I'm a fucking rules <laughs> asshole. I like following the rules that I define myself because I'm a control freak. Fine. I like you to make you, you puppets dance. You heard it here. As a matter of public record, folks, you heard it here. Podcast CEO Nathan cracking down on frivolous behavior. Anyway, so Sega, they're making anyway, Sega, yeah, Sega games again. Wow. Yeah. Sega are making Sega games again. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, technically, they never stopped, but uh, yeah, they yeah, announced real during ones, real ones, TG, yeah. yeah, real ones during TGA, the annual The Jeff Awards. Um, they <laughs> Sega announced, yeah, five upcoming in development games that are all reboots or remakes or new entries, whatever. We don't really know yet Very of funny. five classic series. Um, mm. So running off the top of my head, they showed Jet Set Radio. They showed yeah. Crazy Taxi, Hell yeah. Streets of Rage, Shinobi, and Golden, uh, Golden Axe. Yeah, I had to count on my fingers. 
um yeah it's super exciting though i mean uh, there's going to be a few naysayers out there and with good reason we've already encountered some (laughs) yeah we have haven't we imagine that imagine (laughs) that a bunch of crusty old 30 something 40 somethings (laughs) complaining about new stuff popping back in to just go meh looks blair and i'm like yeah well so do you like i guess and then i pretend not to be that upset about it but um it's, go on and cry yeah no i was crying tears of pure joy of course at the fact that sega have made sega games again and yeah i know yakuza etc etc but i don't talk about i'm not talking about that shit i'm talking about real sega games like classics like kid chameleon that people love and oh thank cherish. god they're not re- doing a new one of those <laughs> real sega games like vector man vector like, man it's, it's cool it's, it's exciting i'm just saying i mean we had you know, you had this, the Streets of Rage 4 that came out a few years ago. and That, that one was exciting. so good. That was great. It's extremely good. It excellent. And it looks to me like they've got the same fellas working on, uh, on the Shinobi. Shinobi. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good fit. That's I think so. Yeah, I would have been really surprised if they hadn't let those guys cook. I'm actually hoping it's like a case where, yeah, the developer, you know, the, the developers got to choose like the projects that they were interested in. Yeah. Because it is interesting, yeah. they showed you know a little bit of footage of whatever this new Streets of Rage game is, and it's a 3D brawler, which yeah. you know I'm a little um, less enthused about, and it kind of looks almost like the um, what was it Saturn era um, design oh. documents for the Streets of Rage 3D game they were making then. Yeah, did that not become Fighting Force? So I got that right. Uh, did well, it? Wasn't Fighting Force? Fighting Force is a PlayStation game. Ah. Uh. Well, you know, having said that, though, Die Hard Arcade, I fucking love Die Hard Arcade. Mm-hmm. So, Dynamite Cop, Dynamite Decker. Yeah, yeah, man. So if it's anything like that, then I'm in for a good time. It's, Could be um, good, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind, I'm kind of glad we've not got the Streets of Rage 4 team doing Streets of Rage 5, you know, because it's, we've already seen their take on Streets of Rage. I like yeah. that we're getting to see their take on Shinobi, and... Uh, who knows what we're going to get with Streets of Rage 5 or whatever it's going to be. Whatever it is. Yeah, the new one. So, yeah, they didn't announce titles or anything for any of this. They showed a little bit of footage of each of these games, and it all looks pretty early. So, Yeah, I think that's the idea, isn't it? It's, like, it's more like it's a sizzle reel to get people excited yeah. and probably mm-hmm. to actually get people on board. I don't think they've yeah. really got a lot of teams working on some of this. It's probably a lot of like proof of concept stuff at this stage, yeah. honestly, yeah. Sure. A lot of it, a lot of it does look that that way. I like what they're doing with Jet Set Radio because, I mean, you know, cell shading's kind of gone the the way of the dodo. It had its moment, which is fine. It was a cool way of yeah. producing that. It's style, a tool that is used, you know. Yeah, I feel like Spar- they can, more sparingly now. Yeah, certainly, and I feel like they can kind of elevate that to the next level and create uh just games with like a bit of a higher visual fidelity that give the same effect um like looking at something like sable or something that came out and that oh, was on yeah. the, uh-huh. that was on your playstation 5 game of the month or whatever wasn't it um yeah i just that. downloaded that earlier there you go i'm on the, the basic tier of playstation plus so same girl same in fact, i'm a fucking fact fan. playstation bitch <laughs> as well <laughs> Give Sable a try. It's free of charge, kind of. Um, yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Something that's like, yeah, yeah it almost looks. I like that. It's got that kind of um, Jean Girard, the Mobius uh, French comic book. Oh yeah, yeah, I can yeah. Be and yeah. Uh, yeah, and I like that this new JSR has kind of got that crispness to it. I don't mind that it doesn't. You know, you got you got your bomb rush cyber funk. That's scratching that particular itch. 
let's see him go in another direction. And the same with Streets of Rage, you know, like, ah, it might be fucking rubbish, but let's, let's try something different. Let's see yeah. where they go with it. That is one of the big questions to me about this Jet Set Radio game, because I haven't actually played Bomb Rush Cyberfunk yet, but a lot of people, you know, that we know mm. were singing his praises. And so I was curious, you know, that definitely has to inform what this Jet Set Radio team is going to be doing or trying to attempt to do. So I'm curious what they will try to do with this game, you know, like, are they going to try and you know innovate somehow you know do something that hasn't been done or just like try and build something that's you know kind of harkens back to Mm. the classic games i don't know what do you think i think i think they've been put in a position where they can't just redo jet set radio yeah because that's already been done by bomb rush cyberfunk and i think bomb rush cyberfunk was very fortunate to have come out when it did Mm -hmm. you know to have like released months and months before we got this Jet Set Radio footage. Um, but I, I think they'll do something something new. Um, wasn't there talk of this might be one of the super games? Like <laughs> super game is? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think there was like, like some Japanese interview, but I don't, yeah. I'm there, not sure we know too much yet. There's been rumors floating around about it being a live service game of some sort. And I can see that being a thing not that i want it to be a thing because that's bullshit but you know different outfits and costumes and clothing you can buy you know that kind of i can see that being a thing that's completely on brand like yeah, that works you know that, yeah. that fits yeah i, I wish it didn't <laughs> but then that's the world we live in um similarly yeah. crazy taxi from the little bit of footage we've seen that looks to be like a multiplayer online type of game i That'd think there were fun. multiple multiple taxis going the, the fuzz nah. the fuzz got the fucking federales coming after you man i like the look of that one that that already is quite vibrant immediately recognizable and you know exciting enough that it kind of caught my eye and yeah man I, i'm yeah I'm, I'm not a fucking ride or die for crazy taxi particularly it's the kind of thing i play for like however long <laughs> three minutes and then fuck up entirely and then never turn it back on again but man, maybe they could do something fun with it. It could do like a real, a fun little session-based, yeah, like you say, a multiplayer or co-op or, or competitive thing going on. I think that's all it needs to be, just like a game you're playing short bursts and have a bit of fun like yeah. with your mates. Like that, it just sounds like a good fit. Like bring back something familiar, but with a multiplayer twist, why not? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of avenues they could take with this stuff, right? Like, I don't know where they'll go or what they far be it for me to say oh they should do this way because no and sega they'll just do whatever the fuck they want and you know i don't know i'll just leave it up to them to be honest i'm not gonna say they know better but they obviously know what they want to do uh yeah but then maybe that's like just... they're gonna listen to you anyways no of course you well, can rant all you want as much as i'm sure they are fans of the world famous ghc podcast uh i, I think it's, it's it's more that like i'm just still twisted up about sonic team themselves i think sega as a broader you know situation i think that they're gonna well, haven't they actually got the Jet Set Radio guys back, or some of the guys back to work on? That's the what they one, say, right? I don't. We don't know a whole lot yet. Yeah, yeah. Everything right now is still mostly unknown. So, what I do want to ask is: is anyone excited about Golden Axe? <laughs> that, that that that's a loaded question, by the way. So, I'll I guess I'll see what it is, but you, yeah. like traditionally, traditionally, Golden Axe was. A scrolling beat 'em up, just like Streets of Rage. So to announce a new Streets of Rage game and a new Golden Axe game at the same time, 
I think Streets of Rage, that's still going to be a scrolling beat-em-up, but in 3D, you know, maybe a bit die-hard arcade, maybe a bit more like that. So Golden Axe, is that going to be something else? I mean, obviously, you've always got, like like dragons and chicken legs and stuff you can ride you've got weapons so is that going to be something other than a scrolling beat-em-up because of wise yeah, i was thinking I maybe yeah both. maybe more like an action rpg or something or like kind of yeah take the words out of my mouth yeah character yeah. action type combat game it looks certainly inspired by like god of like the modern god of war and stuff like that yeah at least from the character's perspective and uh i think they showed gilius the dwarf or whatever his name is like gilius Thunderhead. And stuff like that yeah, it's gilius thunderhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm and, just happy uh, i remembered gilius gilius thunderhead axe battler and uh tits mcgee i think is the name of the, the girl <laughs> character I yeah yeah, <laughs> I, I thought those games were fine. I played them on the Genesis. Yeah, they were fun. Well, I like kicking those little shithead elf. Oh, the little now. blue guys. Yes. Yeah, oh, really, really, I loved kicking them. I always wanted to kick them even harder. If this game lets you punt those little shitheads off of a bridge or whatever, then <laughs> uh, I'll they, play it. Yeah. They've got to be in. That was the most memorable part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> they steal your magic or whatever, and then you yeah. kick the shit out of them to get it back. Uh, her yeah. name, sorry, can I just, I, I just have to go. Her name's uh, Tyrus Flair. Um, Tyrus yeah. Flair. Okay. But she had the fire magic. Amazon. Right? She did, and that's why she's called that. <laughs> the, and yeah, I, Tyrus I, Flair, and, and then the, the one from Streets of Rage is Blaze Fielding. <laughs> these girls associated with fire elements. Because they're hot stuff, baby. Oh, wow. Now yeah. I get it. Do you know what I'm saying? And I, I was actually interjecting to say, sorry, I sounded a little bit sexist earlier on. Um, and then I just got just Sounded. really just barreled straight into that head first anyway. So there we are. If <laughs> <laughs> only I had the ability to self-regulate. All right. Well, to summarize this, Lee, who, uh, which ones are you most excited about or most hopeful about? Or how do you feel overall about them as well? I think... Sorry, that was a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what have you asked Father Christmas for? <laughs> oh, I, I asked him for a new Jet Set Radio. So it's all worked out well. <gasps> oh, wow. Wish granted already. There we go. Uh, fucking orchestrated at the end of that. I think Jet <laughs> sounds so sounds so quiet. I know. I think Jet Set Radio is one I'm most interested at the moment. I'm kind of hoping it, it there is something there as a single player game. Um, but yeah, it's just one I had a real affinity for. But it's it's a bit awkward to play these days. The original. Um, mm, I've got it on yes. the got it on the old PlayStation Three, and yeah, yeah the, the controls are very much of its era. Um, a lot of people swear by Jet Set Radio Future, which I've got. I've got an original Xbox that kind of works. I've just not gone around to it yet, and it's not. Wait, so you've never played Future yet? I've played a few minutes, but not not properly. Properly. Oh man, yeah. The disc tray on this Xbox. It, doesn't mm. function properly. I need to get a paperclip and like prod it to get the disc oh tray open. God, yeah, so yeah, I've got to you know, get the Scott plugs in. Mm. Yeah, so, so basically, yeah, Jet Set Radio 1, bit rough these days. Jet Set Radio Future, very unavailable. So it'll be nice to have a new Jet Set Radio and yeah, just have that modern experience, see what they bring to the table. Shinobi looks dope as well. Shinobi does look dope. So I'd say Jet Set Radio than Shinobi. I, I do think it's like interesting what, maybe not interesting so much as obvious for <laughs> like five series they picked. They picked three from the Mega Drive era, two from the Dreamcast era. 
sort of like skipped mm. over over like yeah no love for bug mm. no bug no clockwork night no nights into dreams you know no yeah no, all those other super beloved saturn yeah, franchises they didn't have any three dirty dwarves fucking baku baku animal Oh, oh I would I would one. kill for another Baku Baku one. <laughs> oh, no, I'm actually genuinely serious. <laughs> it's it's so good. Shit, Although they did say, they, they did say yeah. and more, they did say and more, but come exactly on, what I was gonna say. And did, more. Where where's Choo Choo Rocket? Where but the fuck Choo, is Athlete Kings? Choo Choo, Athlete Kings was good and Winter Heat. <laughs> and Winter Heat. <laughs> Where yeah, are they? But no, Winter Heat, for, ironic. Title. But no, it's, it's like, dude, if you look at like the first 12 issues of Sonic the Comic in the UK, the main strips were Sonic, Golden Axe, Shinobi, Streets of Rage, and Wonder Boy. But that was always the last <sighs> oh, strip. Wonder Boy, there you go. Bring him back. Or Alex he Kidd. He is back. Wonder, I, Boy is they, already, Wonder Boy came back already. I, I guess... Yeah, I guess I guess that's part of what's led to this is yeah. we've seen yeah. we've seen Sega license all these out. We had the Panzer Dragoon remake, House of the Dead remake, all the all the Wonder Boys, which is sort of like part theirs, Streets of Rage Four, um, mm-hmm. Alex Kidd. You know, it just makes sense that they're actually bringing it in house and pushing it as a collective thing of like, okay, this is our shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they? I just don't. Yeah, why is it taking this fucking long? <laughs> anyway, look, whatever they've done. It yeah, now. all right, all right, Josh. Well, yeah, me. What's your? Which one are you looking forward to most? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward the most, I think, to uh, Sonic Superstars Two. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Did you listen to the podcast? I don't like. You're it. not following the rules. Sorry. Look, I'm not a Sonic <laughs> fan anymore. I've I've turned in my Sonic fan badge or whatever. Whatever you have scraped off my tattoo of you know, <laughs> <laughs> you your medals off. Yeah, of, in disgrace. Know, yeah. All right. Out of the five that we out just of been the discussing. five, get back on topic. Uh, it's I don't know. You know, it's hard because I like Streets of Rage. Fuck it, I love Streets of Rage. Yeah, but we've had number four, and that kind of scratched the itch, and I'm I'm cool. Um, you start doing a 3D brawler. And it's very, it's yeah. a very different thing. So I don't mm-hmm. know what to expect. Uh, we'll wait and see. For my money, definitely Jet Set Radio because I love that shit. Mm. I was a, like borderline obsessed with that shit when I was in school. Um, okay, I'd be interested to see what they do with it. Modern games, though, being what they are, it's probably going to be an open world thing with a million things to collect, and that maybe that isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, so yeah, I feel like it could fit that. Yeah, yeah. That game pretty well. An open world jet set radio, like that makes sense. That could be cool. That actually might be cool. We'll see. No. What, uh, it's, yeah, like, it's really hard to tell at the moment. So what I'll say, like for definite, um, it's got to be Shinobi, purely based on the art style, and because from that you can extrapolate, you know, who's working on that. And mm. I feel like that's a bit more of a sure thing at this point. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. If yeah. I go, oh, Lizard Cube or whatever are working on this one, Dot Emu and that, you're like, okay, everything they've come out with, I've been pretty impressed by. I know they're going to have love for the series. They're going to try and do it justice. I know that it's going to be a solid title. And I'm not even a Shinobi guy. I don't give a fuck about Shinobi, but it looks cool as shit. So um, let's, let's fucking go, as the kids are fond of saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, great. Um, yeah, Tom, what I guess... You? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I echo kind of a, a lot of the thoughts that you would No, if they've not got him, if they've but... not got him. Uh, oh, there he is. Oh. You got him. You got him. 
Oh, it took me a sec. Uh, <laughs> that would be... Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That would be cool to bring back, too. Um, although, I guess... I don't know. Would it? I don't know if Sega even owns the rights to that anymore. The kids wouldn't know what to do, because they'd be like, there's no tutorial. I don't know how to be a it, underwater creature. It, it fucking needs a tutorial, that game. Bullshit. <laughs> just fucking... Just try stuff. Yeah, just Whatever. play until you die. Just like um, <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I think Jet Set Radio is the most interesting for sure to me. Uh, Shinobi is probably second, or yeah, because uh, yeah, like you said, at least we mm. kind of have an idea of the pedigree of developer involved, and everything else is kind of a big question mark. So, and yeah, Streets of Rage and Golden Axe being three D brawlers, yeah, um, you know they can be good. I think there's some really good examples of that. Um, especially in the modern era. I think, you know, 3D action around the time they were trying to make the original Streets of Rage 3D Saturn was really awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a transitionary phase, but people have figured it, all that 3D combat action stuff out in the decades that have transpired since. Well, that's the thing. Um, they've got a lot of homework to copy from, but then, yeah. was, mm. then the bar's been set very high still. Like you mentioned yes. God of War earlier on. You know, is it going to yeah. be a God of War? Is it going to be as good as God of War? Probably not. <laughs> Probably but. not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. speaking of which, yeah, so the day record we're recording, the God of War just kind of shadow dropped that <gasps> roguelike mode they teased. Oh my god, I didn't know about this yet. Yeah, it came out today. It's a free DLC, so I'm gonna probably gonna play it after we're done recording this. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go give it a look. Actually, I yeah. saw some impressions from other friends. It actually does have story content, oh, and uh, it's they're pretty. So, they're so good to it's us. Aren't pretty they? interesting. Yeah, they are good to us. So yeah. Streets of Rage just needs to, you know, reach that bar. Then I'll... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it'll be fine. Uh, You know, I'm at the point, I think we were talking about this earlier, you know, I think we're all cautiously optimistic. They haven't shown us any reason Mm. to, you know, be super excited yet, But or other than the fact that they are making stuff, which is exciting in and of itself, but hopefully... Yeah. Hopefully they give these developers, you know, the time, the resources to make something fun. I'm curious about the size and scale of each of these games, honestly. I'm very curious if they're going to be like full, like whatever, the modern $70 single player experiences. I kind of doubt it. I'm hoping that they all kind of land maybe more in the mid-range budget and length um, type area. Do you think any any of the Yakuza guys will be working on any of these? I doubt it. They're working on their stuff. They're working on Yakuza. Mm. They've got eight, come, which is probably done at this point or close to it. But I mean, I'm sure they're making nine or whatever's coming out after that they haven't announced yet. Well, then. Mm. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I don't That's the thing that I, I don't know how the internal structure of these teams really works, right? I don't think, no, if any of us oh, does. No idea. So they work on others. Right. I know that, like, that team is kind of huge. It's more like a division within the company than just a right. studio, I feel like, right? Because they've made like the Super Monkey Ball games recently. They have apparently, you know, developers dedicated to just porting stuff like the um, the Model 3 arcade boards oh, now yeah, into the, the most recent uh, Yakuza games. Within the like Yakuza. Yeah. 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 I read Which the... is like the only way that those things, projects are going to get any budget, <laughs> I think. So <laughs> the fact that they're being made at all is a miracle. Yeah, the, there was a quote recently saying that there was just one guy, just one guy at Sega mm. who was really heavily invested, <laughs> spent years just working on Model 3 emulation. So yeah, a re- that's a cool. real hero. Good for him. He's a hero. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that dedication. Hopefully we'll see that across the board, man. You know, like you said, if the fact that they've announced it at all, any of these games is exciting and i don't think that they would if they didn't have an intention of at least trying to follow through on all of this hopefully like, 
it, they could very easily chill out with the pachinko machines and their fucking total warhammer, and they could just not give a fuck, right? <laughs> they're pu- they're having a great time publishing stuff, right? Because you just don't need to actually do anything. You just go, yeah, you made a game, all right, cool. <laughs> that, I'll just make some. They got they got all their CD burners going, and they're just like, yeah, we'll we'll just do that bit. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm fairly certain uh, that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess all that to say, like, yeah, I think I will be surprised if RGG Studios, you know, actually leading development on any of these projects. Mm, yeah, maybe I, they do assistance. I don't know how they're structured in terms. They, of- they've got their three D kicking and punching and getting into gang fights. So you know, there's there, there's something there with Streets of Rage and Golden Axe. You know, there's maybe where you think some of the talent would. I mean, I. Got the impression that, uh, you know, based on like Lizard Cube's involvement with Streets of Rage and stuff like that, and then, you know, their very clear art style being shown for Shinobi, uh, it kind of feels like, yeah, they're probably outsourcing some of the stuff to Mm. smaller developers. So that's the impression I got for a lot of it. Maybe not. I think Jet Set Radio probably looks like an internal project and maybe Crazy Taxi. The rest, I feel like, are probably being farmed out. Not that that's a bad thing, but... Mm. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah, I mean, it depends yeah. on to whom they are farming. But yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll find out. Like I said earlier, it's very much what they were doing before, except their role presumably actually going to be published by Sega this time. We're all fed scattered to the winds. Yeah, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Hopefully some of them are good. <laughs> That's basically all I hope for at this point. So let's move to the Sonic Speed Run. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, we're Yeah, we've already eaten up a big chunk of our record time, and then we have our main topic to get to after that. So yeah, if you've forgotten, oh. the Sonic Speed Run is the segment in which we talk about Sonic in any non-Sonic-focused episodes and time-boxed to 10 minutes, you know, the time limit that you had. In the classic Sonic stages, yeah. uh, you may know them now most from Sonic Origins, which that still have the time limit. They removed that. Uh, I, I think it does in classic modes. I think. Okay. Oh, classic mode, the mode yeah. that nobody played. Bullshit mode. <laughs> classic <laughs> mode in quotes. Yeah, Sonic Origins. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I think we have a couple Sonic topics to talk so about so maybe um i'm going to count us down and we'll get going okay here we go three and again i'm starting my timer on my iphone so that you will hear the lovely sonic time over sound when we've hit our limit and then we are stopping yeah no sonic talk after that yeah on my iphone all right three two one go he has a new hat he has a new hat hat. got a christmas hat sonic's got a christmas hat Oh my god, he has a Christmas hat. I want him, I want him, I want him. So, Sega recently announced new DLC for the popular video game Sonic Superstars, uh, which is that Sonic has a Christmas outfit, and that's it. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, but it's free. Uh, Anymore. It's free. That's nice. Yeah, they like to release all this free DLC. (laughs) That's the least they could fucking do. (laughs) Charging 55 quid for the fucking thing. Uh, They also... (laughs) They also dropped a patch today, I believe, is it today, uh, that supposedly, there's no notes for it, but supposedly it fixes a lot of issues. Um, doesn't fix oh. any of my issues, personal or Sonic related, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that requires going to a therapist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as did Sonic Superstars, yeah. Um, 
it's fine. Right. Yeah, so they're they're doing that stuff, aren't they? That's all cool, I guess. Um, has anything happened with uh, Front Sonic Frontiers at all? I think they finished at the last DLC drop or update or whatever was the last one, <gasps> I think, or at least that's what they said, right? They did. As as I know. They did. Uh, people got upset because hard mode was too hard, so they made it easier. Oh, they made it easier. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, that's what we did. That's no, wait, right, they yeah. made. Yeah, wait, they made hard mode wait. a bit easier, and they made, they made easy mode harder. They made yeah, they made no, they made easy mode actually easy. Okay, oh, right, right. Of of right. the new content, of the uh, mm. of the new story. Yeah. Uh, I heard not... it was too hard. A lot of people were complaining about it. Yeah, and, yeah, and people were saying, "Well, come on, why is easy mode still hard?" Um, but now easy mode is easy, apparently. Um, okay. So oh, that's good. That's nice of them. Well done. They made yeah. easy mode easy. GGs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you finally delivered the content you promised. You know, um, you know what? Right. It's, oh. it's nice that we did it. It is actually nice. Yeah, it's, I know I'm always nice. like a salty bitch about it on this fucking show and indeed everywhere on the planet, but uh, it's they're like super into it. I know uh, Kishimoto was saying on, on Twitter or wherever, like, you know, oh, they were just going to fix like one or two bugs, but they just got carried away and fixed hundreds of them. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, good. But also, that, that's cute. Like, they're not... They're not just doing the bare minimum, they are constantly trying to shape this thing up. And again, in my opinion, you should have done that before you put it in the fucking shop. But at least, <laughs> at least you're doing it now, fair enough. And they have tweaked a lot of things. I know people are quite happy that Knuckles uh, handles better, I believe. Hmm. Is that a thing? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, pe so people were complaining about um, like there's too much of an animation to, before gliding. It was like, it wasn't like you jump, then you jump again to glide. There was like a bit of a pause between it, and um, yeah, apparently Ugh. they fixed that. Um, so, good. so yeah, okay. good. Again, it's stuff that should they should have gone right the first time, but it really does sound like they've gone above and beyond with the post-release like free dlc content, content yeah. so yeah and it's free that's great exactly fair uh enough. i might actually get to yeah so my brother actually mailed me an early christmas <gasps> present JT. and uh gave me a copy of the game yeah so i will get to playing it at some Ooh. point and uh, i'll actually be able to weigh in on my, with my thoughts on it oh you're I, locked in um, now, yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> yeah, not touched the, I've not touched the dlc yet so no, yeah i haven't touched the game at all yet so well we can talk talk about it together Possibly. I right. That'll be fun. have been toying with you. I've been circling the plug hole on this one. It's going for sale for like 20 quid. I mean, I bought Lost World for 20 quid. So, I mean, Gross. I can't really. Yeah, I know, right? And that's why I was like, you're going to get me again. Um, but, you know, I don't know, man. It looks like. Yeah, we can all play it and then we'll finally <laughs> do a review episode a year and a half after the game. <laughs> we all did it together. together. Yay. <laughs> Uh, the real frontiers was the patches we got along the way. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, so moving us along, since we're running out of time, and we have a yeah, the topic we wanted to mostly talk about here mm. was this. So the Video Game History Foundation today released yeah. a video slash stream of some Sonic Two Lost Stages. Josh, I yeah. think you were the one that watched all the video. Why don't you? Tell I us about it? did, or at least watched the exciting parts. Um, <clears throat> and it was quite exciting if you're into that sort of thing. Um, well, you know, my excitement was is quite tempered generally around this franchise, and also you, generally you've seen it all before. Um, so it was kind of like a, oh, oh, 
at that. That was cool. Um, which is still it's quite good. You know, get on with it. Yeah, all right. Fine. <laughs> yeah, come That's on. I'm getting, getting on with it. segment. Oh, who cares? Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, essentially these fellas, they got in touch with some of the old artists from Sonic 2. So it would be Tom Payne, Craig Stitt, Brenda Ross, uh, now Brenda Cook. Uh, and um, they have, people have been in touch with these folks for years trying to see if they had any like, bits and pieces lying about. And it turns out they did. And uh, a couple of enterprising folks have stitched together based on old maps and uh, graphics that produced and, you know, the palette information they had and other stuff like that and sort of recreated uh, one of the stages, which is Cyber City or Genocide City, as it's also known uh, from Sonic 2, the cut stage from the uh, end of the game, um, which I don't know if that's going to be playable at any point. Um, go have a poke around on Sonic Retro. I'm sure they'll be able to tell you all about it. Uh, but there was some footage of it and it looked kind of cool. Um, and of course, there's some like creative artistic license being taken there, it being a recreation. But what was exciting was they uh, they had the actual VHS from Brenda Ross, now Brenda Cook, uh, showing off the old sand shower, aka Dust Hill, uh, the origin of that mock-up screenshot that has been floating around the internet for 20 years. Um, and not only was that yeah. there and animated, um, but also an image of Winter Zone, which was also cut, mm. the palette swapped version. Um, yeah, the sands would be <clears throat> snow. Exactly. Cute little Christmas trees and whatnot. Um, it was just like, it was fun and cute. And like, again, oh, how about that? Nice to see it after all these years. You know, people have been speculating and and wondering and, and it's just, and there it is, you know, right there on, on glorious VHS footage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they also, Very cool. they also showed <laughs> yeah. Brenda's cut Sonic Spinball level. In yeah, video. her whole portfolio is of course available now on YouTube and the Internet Archive, and you can uh, peruse it at your leisure and see all of the work she did there. Um, so it's it's nice, man, and it's just even if you don't give a shit, and I do slightly, uh, it's nice that it's there, it exists, it's been archived, it's been looked after. These folks at the the wherever it is, the video game fucking foundation. history foundation, history foundation. <laughs> thank you. Okay, These fucking, fucking people. <laughs> Frank um, Sifaldi, very good. Frank Sifaldi, thank you. I was about to say his name, so you didn't think I was a dickhead. He's not listening, and he doesn't care anyway. Um, he is listening. He does care. Uh, Frank, I'm sorry. It's like mate. Santa Claus. Frank, if you're angry with me, please let me know. He at... sees you when you're cussing. <laughs> <laughs> Email us at ghcpodcast@gmail.com and tell me how much of a dickhead I am for not mentioning Frank Sifaldi. Um, it's all it's, it's cool and exciting, and I'm glad that it has been. Uh, you know, archived and digitized, and it's being looked after for everyone in future generations to to look at and go. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's nice, and it's yeah. I don't know, man. Sonic Two is my favorite, so anything like that comes out, you know, yeah. it adds a bit of context to those maps that Yasuhara was floating around. Um, it's all exciting stuff. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think we'll. I think we'll still be getting new Sonic 2 behind the scenes info for years to come. Like, yeah, it's it, never going to stop, apparently. His 31 years we've been getting these little tidbits. It'll keep on mm. till, till we're on our deathbeds. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, oh, yeah. Well, fucking Woodzone was in there as well. Shit, I didn't even mention that bit. Oh, yeah. Woodzone, a little bit of Woodzone. Ah, no one cares about Woodzone. Yeah. Um, what, what else? What, <laughs> what, what else? Um, oh yeah, uh, also um, Se- yeah. Sega released a, a brand new 3D Sonic platformer. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah that. On Apple Arcade exclusive. <laughs> Apple Arcade. <laughs> we did talk I, about it a little bit last episode. We haven't played it yet. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, None of us have played it. Again, yeah. all three <laughs> of us talking about <laughs> content we have not engaged with we yet. Haven't Isn't that so yet. interesting? I'm going to try and play it too. I might as well. Yeah. Right? Like six or seven dollars. I'll pay for one month subscription and try and burn through it on my Apple TV or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be a good Christmas vacation game. Um, I buddy there Sam, you go. I buddy Sam, former former frequent guest. Multi of Sam and Fuzzy guest. fame. Sam and, Sam, oh, of, yeah. Sam and Fuzzy fame. He mm. says it's good. So there we go. Mm. Got to trust I'll Sam. Listen, I'll, listen I'll trust Sam's opinion. Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, I don't have any Apple products in my house. So Sounds I guess I'm like a personal problem. Not for me. <laughs> maybe for Steve yeah, maybe, Jobs. Maybe it's good for yeah. May he rest in peace. Um, maybe Unless it's good God for you. Yeah, yeah, God rest his soul. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah. Do you maybe. want to foist another Sonic game upon yourself? It seems like you I would handle it very well. Rather play this shit. And <gasps> Sonic Superstars. Then, wow. Then, okay. Well, so before you start that rant up again, our time is up. Thank God. <laughs> All over. <laughs> Spared us the um, the rant. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. So let's move right along. That was Sonic Speedrun, and now we're going to move forty nine minutes into the podcast. We're going to cut out the shit bits. We're going to cut out the shit bits. The actual Maybe podcast a bit is less like than forty nine minutes. minutes in. Yeah, it's going to be 20 minutes now. Yeah, <laughs> you, might be surprised. <laughs> you might be surprised to learn how much I, I'm going to post an image up at some point showing the okay. before and after with the cuts. I do a lot of cutting <laughs> in this fucking show. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Spare the audience our crap. Okay, so the main topic of this episode, as you might have seen uh, on the podcast title, I presume, which we have not decided on yet, is about Christmas movies because we're in the holiday season and we've all got the holiday spirit. Yeah, man. That right. Sleigh, I, sleigh I bells am... ring. Natural, isn't it? That. Yeah, oh, I actually don't know the lyrics to that song. I'd it's a wonderful something. life. <laughs> give me oh, yeah. no strife. Walking <laughs> in a winter wonderland. Very nice. You. I'm I'm properly in the Christmas moods now. Um, Are so, you? Yeah, yeah. Had my right. had my last work my last work at day. <laughs> Put that in the blooper reel. I had oh, my cut it, cut it, cut it, cut. <laughs> I had my last day at work. Woo! Before Christmas hey. vacation, vacation. Nice, I used the American words. And uh, yeah, it's what just do you been... all say? Leave? Yeah, leave a holiday. Oh, holiday. Christmas holidays, Go. Christmas leave, Exit. break. Yeah. Y'all don't say vacation. We don't really say vacation. We say holiday. Never Christmas. Christmas holidays. Yeah, yeah Christmas fucks, holidays. Fucks you lot up because holidays is like your catch-all thing, right? Yeah, then you say happy holidays. <laughs> yeah, you, holidays is The woke karate cancel you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, All God, those folks no. that celebrate Kwanzaa will feel really left out by <laughs> that one comment on the Green Hill Zone podcast, and they'll be like, "What the fuck." So this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> right, nice working with you, fellas. Don't, don't take yeah. the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> the the God Holy Zone podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> there it is. 
lads. No, we're from uh, we're from England. God left us a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you never arrived. We've got no I, am, I, I I am properly in the Christmas spirit because yeah, last yes. day last day at work today. Um, but also, mm. you know, the last days you don't actually work. You just bring bring in a few games, just play the games. Don't do any actual work. You know, draw mm-hmm. a snowman, nice. put it on the wall. That's what you really do. I work from home right now. That's what you really do. <laughs> That's what you really do. And not, yeah, I've already I've already done some like Christmas meals, Christmas get togethers with friends. Last weekend oh, I was playing I was playing the Christmas songs whilst wrapping some Christmas presents, hosting <gasps> some Christmas presents. I wonder if anyone here will get any Christmas presents. Hmm? We'll see. We'll see about that. Were you oh, playing the really? song Christmas wrapping? I was not Why playing the, the song. Sweaters? Was it the sweaters? I don't know. How does that go? Sing it to me, Josh. It's awful. It's fucking awful. The waitresses. The sweaters. Where did I get that from? The waitresses. Somehow <laughs> worse. They were sweaty waitresses. Maybe they were. That's none of my or, business. Yeah, in and out of that hot kitchen all the time. They were, It was, of, of course, the popular American post-punk band, The Waitresses, uh, released it on their 1982 EP, I Could Rule the World, If Only I Could Get the Parts. <laughs> You know, it's awful. It's terrible. It's the one that goes, bah, humbug, that's not a joke, because it is my favorite holiday. It's just that, you know, you know the one? I mean, that one? You know that yeah. one? Uh, well, I'm, Merry Christmas. I'm assuming. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, sorry, you, you buried the lead there. Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to, you've got to, if you're telling someone about a song, you've got to start with the, with the chorus. I mean, I started with the beginning of the song. I thought that was sufficient. No, 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 fine. no, because that's that's difficult. That's why it's around on Nevermind of the Buzzcocks, because no one knows the <laughs> People only know all the right. chorus. Well, people don't know what Nevermind the Buzzcocks is, because they're all in fucking America. So we're, I uh, have no idea what y'all are. Talk about burying the lead. <laughs> Listen, that, that's, that's our bit. We'll talk about something something British people know, and then Nathan will go, mm-hmm. Yeah, like... <laughs> Oh, like That's... Tim Allen in the popular uh, television program Home Improvement. Yeah, right. We don't like Tim Allen anymore, do we? Because he's a cunt. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, well, yeah. it, re- it recently it, it recently came out that he was just complete dick to work with on the the Santa Claus Disney Plus TV show. So yeah, what the hell? Well, that guy was literally. Oh, now we don't Christmas. like him. What the fuck, Tim? <laughs> How are you more of a villain than Jack Frost, Tim? Uh, piece of shit he was that, literally he the played by martin short He's martin short guy. yeah it was he is a lovely guy isn't that ironic don't you think <laughs> wow they that cast is, a, a nice ironic. guy as the bad guy and they yeah. cast a bad guy as the good guy honestly mate it's fucked up the world don't make any it's sense like poetry it rhymes classic um, christmas so uh, speaking of christmas movies yes yeah, i was gonna say yeah they to let's get back on track here. hands as you the segue hands as you the segue so which christmas movie would we like to talk about we had a short list of things that we were gonna watch i think and then try and talk about together because you know there's so many christmas movies it would be impossible to cover it all comprehensively of course so well we talk about a little bit lee well, take us away la- last week I saw a screening of The Muppet Christmas Carol with a live orchestra. Mm. Oh, it, wow. It was fantastic. I loved it. I had such a good time. That does sound One lovely. of my all-time yeah. favorite Christmas films. Just one of my all-time favorite films. I, oh, I think, it, I think nice. it's just about perfect. 
But Nathan, from what I understand, you'd never seen it until very recently. I watched it two days ago. I'd never seen it before. I'd never even seen any of the Muppet movies before. So this is my first one, actually. Mate, what the Um, fuck? It's been something... Yeah, I know. It's been something... It's been a big blind spot for me for a long time. I've been Mm -hmm. wanting to get to them. So this is my first. And yeah, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't, I, I didn't like love it. I thought mm. some of the, thought some of the songs were kind of. Uh, I, I I picked up my phone during some of the songs. <laughs> oh, that, that's not the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah, that, that one song apparently that you know they inserted back into the movie yes. where Michael mm. Caine, the ghost of or whatever the the shadow of Michael Caine is singing to the mm. shadow of his whatever ex fiance or something, that, as a young woman. Yeah, that's that's always boring. No, <laughs> no, you're siding Nathan. with the evil Disney man. Oh. Nathan hates feelings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brian Henson would be disgusted with you. Yeah. Okay. I think I can deal with that. I cried at that song. I'm, I'm in it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an emotional person. It got me misty eyed. Um, I forgot. I've seen. I've watched it last year. That's when they added that version to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I I was misty-eyed because I'd forgotten that Michael Caine, like the elder Scrooge, um, I forgot that Michael Caine joined in at the song, and I was like, oh, this is so sad. This is heartbreaking. Yeah, it actually was. It really, and that no Muppets in that bit, just just two just humans singing human about emotion. the breakup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually watched it at your behest, and I hadn't seen it since I was a kid uh, and certain bits of it were like hammered into me because um, there was an it was like an advert like on, back in the olden days on VHS's right you used to have the trailers like at the, like oh, the beginning yeah. of the end yeah. you know, you to, like, whiz you... it. yeah oh yeah, yeah. coming to which one... Walt Disney home video yeah Walt Disney Pictures presents yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know what tape it would have been probably like Jungle Book because I was always smashing out the Jungle Book, brother. Oh, that was a, a good film. Um, <laughs> but it had that. It had like an extended sort of trailer bit at the beginning, so certain bits are, were quite memorable. But yeah, I didn't remember just how heartfelt it was. Like it was sentimental almost to the point of sappiness, but they never quite mm. tipped over that edge. To borrow from the modern parlance, yeah, they didn't need to go that hard, um, but they did. And it, um, and I think it's all the better for it because it's just a legit movie. It's played so straight; it was actually surprising to me, and not just by mm-hmm. Michael Caine famously, you know, saying, "Oh, you know, you want to just play it straight and not pretend there was no Muppets in it." He was just going to do it like he was at the Royal Shakespeare Company or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the director Brian Henson wanted. They were on the same page. It. Yeah, exactly. He loved it. I actually found myself because I was getting really, really into it during, and I found myself just getting really fucking pissed off with Rizzo constantly for just like asking <laughs> oh, about. It is a little overbearing. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah, he was he was annoying. I I don't. Yeah, I I don't know the what's his name Gonzo as Charles Dickens. Yeah. I'm not. It's a strange. I guess choice. they needed some kind of like narrative. Yeah, it was a strange choice to have like a narrative framing of these two commentary characters kind of trailing along mm. everything and then commenting on it and. Yeah, yeah, and then the rat was just kind of really annoying and kind of mood and tension cutting, I guess. I, th- I feel like maybe they put it in as something to like keep little kids' attention or something, maybe. They had to do it, right, just to kind of add some levity to it. Because as you say, it's quite maudlin, you know, and mm. like especially the, the, the cut song, which I didn't see until the end because I'm a dummy. And well, no, you know what? No, you know what? I'm not going to do myself like that. I'm not going to put myself down, Mr. Walt Disney, yeah, with your fucking streaming app. <laughs> 
Why would they put the song back in? Yeah, but then hide that under extras at the bottom of the list, saying, "Oh, this is the full complete version." Why wouldn't you just put it on there, you fucking idiot? I don't know. I think it makes yeah. more sense that the default theatrical release would be the whatever when you press play. That's on you for not taking two extra clicks. I'm with you, Josh. I'm with you, Josh, because this is, you know, Brian Henson's preferred version. It's the full version. It's the complete version. Yeah. Um, They did actually have that song in the 4x3 VHS back in the day. Oh, they did. Yeah, but just just for, they didn't have it on DVD or Blu-ray. The only, because they lost the masters. So we only had the VHS quality version. So I'm with you, Josh. However, I did... I did say this like two days ago when I was telling Nathan, this is what you want to do. Yeah, he told us what to do, so I made sure you were there. I did it. You were there. <sighs> yeah, but I forget things. It's because you're old. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, I did actually watch what? it. I did go and watch it separately. Yeah, because okay. it is available as a little separate <laughs> thing. And you know what? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice of them to do all that. I wanted to, I wanted to, because Lee had said about it before as well, I wanted to tease you for being a cry type. Um, and then I watched a movie... And I was about 10 minutes in and I could feel that lump in my throat coming. And I was yeah. like, I know they're going to fuck me up with Tiny Tim. And they did. And I did a cry. <laughs> I, I, I always cry with Tiny Tim. And oh it, just, it just takes it's me... Devastating. And, and it's, all, it's all from the book. And, you know, because the... Oh, yeah. Like, we, we've talked about the humans all playing it straight. Um, the Muppets get up to their shenanigans, you know, whether, you know, whether they get their shenanigans... But Kermit as Bob Cratchit, he plays it straight. Robin, yeah. the famous actor. No, that is nice though. When the film starts, it is like Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit. You, they, yeah, I like they're that. Credited as actual actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. they run with they run with the conceit of this is an acting troupe and they've made a movie for you. I think that's very yeah. sweet. Yeah, that's um, nice. Yeah, Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim. Kermit and Robin, they play it completely straight, and it's, it's devastating when Tiny Tim's dead, and um, yeah, Bob Cratchit, Bob Cratchit is talking about you know his graves overlooking the duck pond, and he always likes looking oh, at the ducks, and I'm like, life. it gets me every time, every time. Mate. Last year, last year was the worst. It gets me every time, but last year I was. Balling! I was bawling my eyes out last year. Yeah. I've seen this film so many times. It every time it gets me. It's, mm. it's like, yeah. sad, sad frog puppets, dead but, muppets. No, it's sad. Honestly, like that's what gets you though, isn't it? Is it like you're seeing these sort of like silly kids characters? It's so innocent. So. Yeah, they're so pure, and then they're so downtrodden, and it's it's extra heartbreaking because I don't give a fuck about people. But if it's happened to Kermit the Frog, man, it's going to break my heart. So yeah, well, you, you know, even even at the start of the film, they had the um, the bunny rabbit character from like some obscure like Easter <gasps> yeah. special thing, and it's like it's like you know Scrooge throws the reef at him, and it's like oh, it's like oh, oh no, but you know it's a bit slapstick. It's like oh. He threw yeah, a finger so a bit, but then later on, <laughs> you see the same rabbit just just shivering in the, in the cardboard, yeah. yeah, in the bins <laughs> because he's uh, like... home, homeless 
orphan child's money, and it's, yeah, it's really he's, sad. It's not played oh, as a joke. He's covered in newspaper, and he's just shivering. And there's no punchline. It's, it's not. It's, it's not horrible. A, yeah, it's it's not it's not a joke. It's just like this is the state of things. This is what Scrooge is turning a blind eye to. Or not even yeah. a blind eye. He's just choosing to ignore it choosing all. Choosing yeah. to ignore it all. I that was something that kind of surprised me is how nasty um Michael Caine's Scrooge McDuck is at the beginning. Scrooge McDuck. I'm wow. Scrooge McDuck has like just I guess like replaced or just yeah. so prominent in my mind, yeah. Just like Scrooge is equal to Scrooge McDuck in my That's brain, it. I guess. Ebenezer Scrooge, oh, famously yeah. named Eb- after Ebenezer Disney. Scrooge, <laughs> named yeah. after Can- the Disney character. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have another lump of coal for the fire, Mister McD? <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, please, Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> we need um... some more coal for the. <laughs> did they? Did they? Did they do that? Because they made a Disney. Yeah, that was the other they, one we were talking about. Like, I watched we, that too. Yeah, they, it was literally that. Scrooge McDuck as uh, he was. Yeah, was Scrooge Ebenezer playing Scrooge. Scrooge? Right. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking weird if they didn't, wouldn't they? Yeah. All right. Okay. I didn't get around to watching that one. Oh, um, that one I, I like a lot. Yeah. I watched that last night um, for the first time since childhood. Mm. And what do you think? Um, I it's I think it needed to be an hour long special. Um, it's really very, it's. Well, it's, it's very, very yeah. It's very efficient, it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very efficient. Um, yeah, it's just like twenty-seven minutes or so. Oh, sure. It's like yeah, yeah, very, very tight. It gets it gets to it really quick once he starts going on his ghost of Christmas whatever adventures. They mm. just like he just like rattles through all of them. Yeah, I kind of I don't know. I appreciate. It. I watched it right after watching the Muppet movie, and to be honest, I thought the Muppet movie was kind of like long. I guess for. The, story being told there um but it also might just be because i'm conditioned because i watched that mickey mouse version probably dozens or hundreds of times as a kid so yeah didn't you say that was sort of your that was your childhood version if you like right yeah for sure uh of the uh, christmas carol specifically yes absolutely yeah it's very interesting they're two very different you know on the surface level it's like a similar thing of like we've got a troop of actors you know whether it's the muppets or these Mickey Mouse and disney friends, characters yeah. yeah got a troop of actors playing a classic public domain story but i think the muppet one i think the big difference is they use a lot of the dialogue from the book yeah, yeah i noticed that, that. Yeah, they're not just that. following the plot beats; they use the dialogue. Whereas, yeah, the, it's a much more direct adaptation. Yeah, the, ironically, the, the, <laughs> the Mickey Christmas Carol they follow the plot beats, but they change most of the dialogue and they add a lot. They, there's a lot of jokes about like Bob Cratchit doing Ebenezer Scrooge's laundry, and then they do a <laughs> they actually do a funny callback to that later. Yeah, they um, what's the word? They they make it a bit more jovial. It's, yeah. it's a lot more upbeat. Like Scrooge himself is—he's got he cracks wise a lot more. Uh-huh. I I will say though, I think the Tiny Tim stuff hits me harder in the Mickey special than the Muppet movie. They, they, there's like a brutal scene of Mickey at the gravestone or whatever, which I think oh, yeah. it's like they depict it a lot more starkly than what was in the Muppet movie. You know, that, so that's actually something i wanted to comment on i thought um if you've got to compress the story into 27 minutes combining scrooge at the graveyard mm. with bob cratchit mourning tiny tim 
combining those two, having them in the same scene, that like that is efficient. That is good story. Very clever. Yeah, loved Pete as the ghost of Christmas <laughs> future. I just yeah. oh, just, just you don't see him at first. You don't know it's Pete at first. But come on, he's got to be. It's it's so satisfying when you say, ah, oh, yeah, of course it's Pete. He fucking lights up like jumping a huge stogie, just like <laughs> he's like the richest man in the graveyard, and then he's like falling <laughs> into the coffin, and it's like. You yeah, know, for something like a, that yeah, was so like a hell nightmare, yeah, yeah, for something that was such a sanitized, jokey, jovial version, they really it's wrapped it up in that in that one scene. <laughs> I thought, yeah. yeah, that was great. Um, it's pretty it good, was, yeah. It was also interesting. Um, you don't see them do this so much anymore, and you wouldn't see them do it today. It's not just mickey and friends they've also got like the older short the adjacent characters like the three little pigs mm. and the older shots but yeah. then they've also got the movie characters jiminy cricket is the ghost of christmas past mm. um a lot mm. of the civilians they've got characters from robin hood they've got um yeah. who, who were the two charity workers the... Was it like basil and you know, but he's, I actually I think they're from like Wind in the Willows or something, which Wind I don't think I've will- ever actually seen. Yeah, yeah that's but. it. They've got the mole, and yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Like- they got the giant Willie, who's the second ghost. Uh, he's from oh, Fun and Fancy yeah. Free. Uh, you uh, love that one, which I also watched and hundreds of times as a kid. Castle of Legion starring Mickey Mouse, of course. Oh yes, he's yeah. also there. It's not very big in that. Kind of looks mm-hmm. like Wreck It Ralph. I think I you know, mo- most yeah. I felt like a lot of the gags in that version, they were more like cute than funny, but I did yeah. like it, it when he grabbed a lamppost and used it as a flashlight. And t- yeah, those are the funny gags, cute stuff. I, yeah. It made me wonder, like, I actually went and started reading the original Dickens book because I've never actually read yeah. it through all the way. Uh, I've only right. read, it's like split up into chapters for each encounter or something, so I've only yeah. read the intro part so far. Because I was curious, it made me curious watching the Muppet movie and then this Mickey Mouse one back to back. like. I guess was the second ghost always depicted as a giant because he's a giant in both of these movies, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I don't um, know. You know, I need, <laughs> I need to, I need to go back to it, but I do really love the book. I need to go back and double check the biggest. Um, I'd say the biggest omission from the Muppets version, and also this is there's a bit. You've probably seen it in other adaptations where he's sort of like opens his cloak and there's like two like starving sickly orphan children underneath his cloak and it's like this this one represents sickness and this one represents you know that's in the book yeah yeah and it's in it's in certain adaptations as well um but yeah there's like no real it would be very difficult to do in the puppet version. It would be extremely or difficult any to kid do it. <laughs> yeah, twenty-seven minute Mickey Mouse version. Oh, speaking of that, actually reminded me the ghost of Christmas past in the Muppet movie, the creepy floating doll oh, ghost child. That I thing is that. creepy as hell. What I the hell is that. up with that? That was excellent. It, it, it kind of reminded me of the girlfriends, the face at least. It, like, yeah, it, for obvious like, reasons. Truly, kind of spooked me. It was, yeah. Every time I, it was on screen, I was like, I don't like that. I was saying to Jenny that I really miss that old style of doing ghosts in films, where they yeah. like, film something underwater and then like superimpose. Is that it how on. they did that effect? Yeah, yeah. They, they. I thought as much, and I looked it up, and that's how they that's used to cool. do it in like Ghostbusters and shit. Hmm. They, they filmed 
film stuff underwater, so it's all like it's floating more just, around. It's face, man. Like what the hell? Yeah, it had a really just like piercing such a blue creepy, eyes, kind of like yeah, like one of those yeah. like dolls that people make to like look like real babies, and then the effect just ends up making them look like dead. Oh god, babies. yeah, no, mm. they are called just like real life dolls, yeah, life or dolls right? or something. Life dolls, like that, yeah. yeah, creepy, Grim. man. Yeah, it was. Do not care for that. Carefully, Google carefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Safe search on. Yeah, but it's supposed to be creepy in it, and I think they, yeah, they hit the nail on the head. They weren't, and it's for it's for first ghost. They've got to. They got to really know, fuck you up. For that one, yeah, they've, right? they've got to say yeah. this isn't entirely a good time. No, Scrooge is going to go mm. through some shit. And I think, that's, <laughs> you know, it just added to the kind of heightened emotional core of it. Of like, then you meet the ghost of Christmas present, and he's the most fucking chilling dude you've ever met, and he just wants to have a good time all the time. And, yeah, uh, that guy and was it, a, definitely a stoner. That guy was lovely, and then he fucking just like gets and old, then he and turns old and dies. Yeah, yeah. and then Creepy. you have to watch that happen as well. It's just such a the whole movie's such a fucking bum out, dude. Like I didn't expect <laughs> it, which is probably why I don't I don't remember it because I probably noped out of it uh, about ten minutes in as a kid, <laughs> and I only remember the songs and the jovial nonsense because uh, okay. you know the the fact that they cut that one song right. And they cut it, and I looked this up, and they cut it because it was too much of a bum out. And I'm like, the whole fucking movie's a bum out, Jesus! Like it fits in perfectly. <laughs> By the end of the film, though, I think the ending is so joyous, and it is know, wonderful, uh, and it needs it. My God, it, it needs yeah, it. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point of this. I like story. that last song. Yeah, yeah, the last song's beautiful. That's good mm. fun seeing it all come together. The songs are fantastic. The score they is fantastic. Um, it was great I was really hearing surprised. a live orchestra. I, I think for me, oh, that's so cool. To, for me, it's a turn out yeah. to set film. That must have been a wonderful experience to seeing it with that live, uh, the live music as well. Yeah, that must have been pretty cool. Yeah, it was, yeah. and you know, the audience was loving it. This was like a, um, oh, yeah. it was, it was at City Hall and. It, it was it, City Hall. and um, yeah. yeah, people were loving it. And there was um, two adults and a child in front of me. You know, I don't know what their relationship is. Presumably, a little girl, <laughs> her mum and her dad, and she was sat in the middle, and she was loving it. The Molly and Molly song. Yeah. She was like lifting her hands up, like ooh. Um, <laughs> when Rizzo kissed Charles Dickens on the nose. Like her dad gave her a little kiss, then she gave her mum a little kiss. That was oh, cute. That was lovely, yeah. Um, when when it was like a sad bit, she'd be like, mm, and just sort of like lean on the mum's shoulder, and yeah, oh. then she was like happy with all the songs. You get a little bit of that as a cinema experience, but I think these shows are even more so about like the audience, like being there with an audience, yeah. being there with a crowd. It's not as it's not as pitch black as a cinema. You know, you had the the orchestra guys doing the introduction you had an intermission in the middle and you had like you know standing ovation at the end and it's it was a great atmosphere i, I recommend so cool. it to anyone the only thing i could say that i've been to that sort of is similar in tone to that maybe is like um i saw a um it was there was a viewing of uh star trek 2 the wrath of khan uh, oh that's a good one you had fucking Shatner himself turned up and did like a speech and that and a talk, well, a speech. He did a talk and actually he was there for like. A he just went there and shit. said, "Come." <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, hours. but that's the bit, but that's the point I'm getting to is that like everyone was sort of like silently watching along. You know, there's a load of fucking. This is the, okay. I just to interrupt myself with it though is I was expecting more people to turn up in like Star Trek costumes and fucking Spock ears and shit, but it was just a load of normal fucking people. It's weird. I didn't trust it. Anyway, no, 
Nobody that goes to a Star Trek event like that is a normal person. They're just in disguise. Yeah, of course they weren't normal. They weren't wearing their Star Trek costumes, the dickheads. Anyway, so like, so we watched the the movie, and of course, when it got to that famous bit, the whole place, come and then erupted in fucking applause, and everyone's like patting each other on the back. They were going ape shit for it, and it was nice. <laughs> it was honestly like it was nice, and it was just fun like that, but spread across an entire movie. That's that'd be even better. I hope I can experience that one day, that level of joy. Oh, would that I could have an evening like that little girl watching the Muppet Christmas Carol. I mean, dude, my my night was almost as good as that. Oh, oh. And, and yours, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. I guess you had a good time. <laughs> no, no, but no, but I mean it it is nice because it's you know, I think Muppet's Christmas Carol, it's a great film for absolutely anyone. But it's even better if there are children in the audience. Yeah, man. Sure. Um, well, they're going to get the most out of it, aren't the, they? The yeah. magic of Christmas. The magic of making a little girl's dream come true for Christmas. That's beautiful, that, isn't it? Isn't that lovely? It's so nice. Yeah, man. Were there any other Christmas movies we wanted to talk about? Oh, of course sorry. there were. There's shit loads of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, I, so I was saying, I got uh, press ganged into watching um, Santa Claus the movie many, many moons ago by uh, an individual. Uh, and regretted it immediately, but um, yeah. So the I individual or the movie? Both of those things, and I and uh, I didn't then go and revisit that one because it's just very eighties. And I feel like if you if you've seen didn't that, that movie come out in the nineties? No, dude. The Santa Claus? No, yeah, it's, it's Santa, called Santa, Santa Claus. Claus oh, I thought you were talking about the Tim Allen Santa Claus. No, that's the Santa Claus. I would the not Santa Claus. Right. sully my yeah. microphone talking about Tim fucking Allen. Santa Claus with an E. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right, you Santa Claus the movie, second. or as we call it, Father Christmas the movie. Uh, <laughs> starring, du- <laughs> starring Dudley Moore and John Lithgow, right? Oh, I like yeah. John Lithgow. Everyone does, because he's an excellent actor. Did he wish he'd done a little less? Oh, yeah. Actually, he does lead to the correct amount. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It was just, Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's very like, oh, we've got to make, you know, make enough toys for the, or the factory or clothes or some shit. I don't I, fucking remember. It's like well, so I've never seen this movie. Could you just like give a very brief There's, kind of... They have to go to the real world because there's some bullshit. They're elves or something? Yeah, Dudley okay. Moore is is uh, the the elf, like the head elf, I guess. This is what this is my like vague remembering of this movie. Um, and there's like an evil bullshit toy company executive. You know how this is very. This is what I mean when I say it's very eighties. It's all like yeah, it's like every eighties movie. Skyscraper at nighttime, and he's going. He's in his office, and he's got his desk and his cigar, and he's like, "We gotta make more toys, but worse." I don't care if there's toxic waste in there because who gives a shit, you know? And they're like, but wait, how will we possibly save Christmas or something? I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm conflating a few different things here. But the point is, Dudley Moore goes over and has to like infiltrate the situation and um, stop the baddie being a baddie and make good toys and save Christmas and something and so on and so on. Did I mention I used to smoke quite a lot of weed? Uh, <laughs> used to. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, so I don't know. It's just a bullshit fucking 80s movie. And it's it basically watch Elf. My review of Father Christmas, the movie, is just it watch It sounds Elf. like Elf. Is it basically it's much like, better. Uh, conceptually similar? Okay. Not, I, Elf not doesn't it. have John Lithgow, though. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's just Elf is funnier and better in every way. So, but it's, I guess, like, Father, if, uh, Santa Claus, the movie, has that kind of like 
you know, it's that timeless Father Christmas bullshit of the North Pole and the elves and the toy makers and the little shacks with fucking candy canes outside and everything's made of wood and it's all like little trains that you pull along on a little mm. string and shit that no one would ever possibly play with and i think that's probably the plot of the movie this is a film i've not seen since i was like in single digit age but it seems like it was on it was on tv every christmas it seems like in the 90s mm-hmm. and i just remember it being you know it's like oh santa claus of a movie this is like oh this is the main the official one. this yeah. is yeah the, the <laughs> authorized by santa the original himself. yeah what... <laughs> yeah the authorized biography of yeah, gold, gold, gold stamp on the front of a vhs saying 100 percent authentic you know like it's <laughs> like it's pogs or something right and and yeah my main memory of it is just like yes evil businessman being like ah i've got these new toys and santa being like ho 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 these new toys fall apart when all the kids are like playing with it oh these toys are falling apart it's like ho 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 wouldn't you want a a wooden duck on a string yeah it goes quack quack no they want war toys and toys with bombs and guns on and stuff and plastic things they wanted their gi joes but no santa's like no you want no, you don't. Crack the soldiers. Yeah. You want you want a cup and blocks. ball and shit like that, don't you, you kids? Well, you never know where this crazy ball's going to go next. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, so well, yeah, that's and in the end, they save Christmas. Spoiler alert. Who cares? Oh wow! <laughs> now I don't have to watch it. The movie fucking sucks. Don't bother watching it. Watch <laughs> Elf instead. Do what um, Elf is excellent. Elf is excellent. Elf is great. That's a, I like Elf. Good, all right. It's, it's a <laughs> funny ass film and very charming. I don't, I, I'll tell you, I honestly don't like Will Ferrell's man child stick. But here um, it makes sense. It, I think he's aggravating. It makes yeah, sense it in this film. Sense, yeah. He is an elf. He's been raised in elf ways. It's good play against uh, his grumpy father. Yeah, James. Uh, played Kong. by James Kong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rest in peace um wait he's dead right i think <laughs> well we should rest in peace either way you know have a good nap yeah, yeah. either way yeah it, uh, will ferrell it's christmas rest Take in it peace easy. <laughs> yeah. he's not dead i just hope he sleeps yeah, well just put your feet up. <laughs> last time. nathan i know you want very much to talk about jingle all the way the holiday classic oh yes yes let's talk about jingle all the way that was my favorite christmas movie as a kid me and my siblings we watched it probably dozens or hundreds of times i don't know um it's great i don't remember when it came out probably sometime in the 90s stars arnold schwarzenegger rest in peace and um, <laughs> Sinbad also rest in peace <laughs> uh, 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 oh uh, Phil Hartman actually rest yes. in peace oh, yeah you made it sad yeah see mm. now, I got you now it's sad again <laughs> gotcha tiny Tim all over again <laughs> yeah. I, be- I believe it was 96 or thereabouts that makes some sense yeah. it has a sonic cameo in it a very prominent one in the Macy's, oh, the Macy's Thanksgiving yeah, parade at yeah. the end of the movie yeah how could we forget there's one of those very, little very, sonic very prominent mascot guys marching around uh, yeah. but the, i think it shows up more than once but the, the two kids they're watching the parade and there's there's like we've got ninja turtle leonardo he looks like the cool cool mm. leonardo you know like the action figure like the mirage mm. comics and then mm. they've got mm. sonic the hedgehog they've got snoopy they've got all the characters and the little kids only comment on one the two little kids they're like look cat in the hats and then they high five <laughs> high five <laughs> high five for cat in the hat <laughs> this is before it? the mike myers movie too a couple of yeah, losers maybe that's why then 
Here's a quick question that maybe is. <laughs> oh my god. Here's a quick. Here's a quick question. Um, bef- lest I go too far off topic, do Americans actually like Doctor Zeus as much as they talk about liking Doctor Zeus? I feel like I mean I'm a little far removed. My nephews are a little too young for it still, and you know mm. I, I don't. Yeah, I feel like he's still really popular with you know childhood literature once kids get to like reading age. I right. see maybe around five or six or so. It just seems to me he's quite like a beloved character, even though oh, he's sure. a complete mm. piece of shit. But that's fine. We don't talk about that. So is John yeah, Lennon. Lots of, people still listen yeah, to Beatles. That's of, fine. That's probably fine. You can punch women if you want to, as long as you make good music. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Anyway, it's not okay. It's bullshit. Um, but yeah, so uh, Dr. Zeus was, was a fucking un- unremittent scumbag. Um, and, Anti-Semite, I think. Yeah, just let's just keep slapping it on the pile. Um, do, 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 so do you fuck- keep saying Dr. Zeus? I'm just like, imagine if a fucking like, king of the gods. Yeah, gonna, yeah watch out, he's going to strike you with lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it's Zeus. I'm sorry. What are you, his fucking PR agent? Yeah, and also right. he loved the Jews. <laughs> yeah, cool, great. Anyway, so Dr. Zeus can suck my fucking dick and balls. Um, <laughs> but Americans Americans love him. He's very fondly remembered. They love it. It's their childhood, etc., etc. And yet every single fucking movie adaptation is terrible. So, I, like, what is going on with... So what's up with that? Hollywood. What's the deal with Dr. Zeus adaptations? Wasn't the Grinch movie kind of well-liked? I only saw it one time. Actually, yeah, the Jim Carrey one was pretty fun. And then they had an animated adaptation, a classic, which I think is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, all right, fine. Okay, that's fine. All right, look at that. Debunked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think they made a modern one, too, now. Yeah, yeah. um, I haven't seen that one yet. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Plays the Grinch. It didn't yeah. didn't oh, review didn't well, like but no. Let's see. So Jingle All the Way. So Jingle All the Way. Anyway. So like, had had either of you seen it before, or I I I'd seen it once or twice when I was a kid. Um, I actually revisited it a few days ago for this podcast, and it's it's a very goofy movie. Uh, not that one. Not that Hang one. On a minute. Oh, wait a minute. That's a different film. Yeah, Josh, you, you're going to insert a little soundbite. Everyone will laugh. It'll be a good sign. <laughs> It's is very silly. It's very cornball. Um, it is kind of like a I cartoon, it. yeah, almost. It's it's mm. completely a cartoon, and everyone acts like cartoon characters. Yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely it's, Ar- I, I love Arnold. Yeah, really leaning into the kind of physical comedy and stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Oh yeah, you, and you get in the level of acting you expect from Arnold Schwarzenegger in a non-action role, and that just yeah, he's it, good. I think in this. It, he adds to the strangeness of the movie. <laughs> I think it. I think it works. It. It's just a little bit off. But then he, the guy he's playing, you know, yeah. he's supposed to be like, oh, he's the typical dad yeah. who just wants to do right by the all. But but no, he's just a complete weirdo. <laughs> he's such a weird guy. <laughs> and it's, it's a good thing we've got. Uh, we're burying the lead again. So Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's got to get the hot new toy for his kid for Christmas on Christmas Eve. It's yeah, the Turbo, Turbo Mantle. Man. They do it like a TV show. It's a bit, it's a bit of a Power Rangers, but American. Yeah, looks like and the, Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah, but American with American actors and stuff. And the kids therefore doing, better. Yeah, and the kid, the kid goes to karate lessons, and Arnie missed it. And I'm yes. thinking, man, Jake Lloyd, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, shit. Oh shit! Oh shit! There he was. 
You know, I, th- I think, like, the karate thing, was there a draft where this was more of a Power Rangers? Because that would tie in with him being into karate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Turbo Man. He wants the Turbo Man doll. And it was a little bit like the uh, the Buzz Lightyear excitement of that time. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, People yeah, very, so we... They really wanted a Buzz Lightyear. And they I think uh, the actual phenomenon in the US that I remember was the Tickle Me Elmo. That was the one I first yeah. remember. You know, it was like right. seeing it on all the news because it like led to incidents like this. Yeah, kind of like yeah. riots and that crazy. What a yeah. lame fucking toy to get excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tickle me, Elmo. But there, there mm. was like there was one like every every year, almost every year there was one. Mm. I remember when it I was a little while, kid. Yeah, yeah the mm. the Ninja Turtles figures were hard to come by for mm. a while. Mm. I think mm. post this film, there was like Furby and maybe Tamagotchi. Um, but yeah, I think I think certainly in America, tickle yeah, me there were Elmo. other ones. Yeah. So he's got to get his tickle me Elmo, but he can't because they're sold out. So he goes on a hilarious quest yeah. to get the thing. It just, it's just, yes, he's. Paired against Sinbad, a comedian, right? And yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sinbad gets to play like the completely unhinged person, um, like a male person. Yeah, he's the only reason you can even slightly sympathize with Arnie because he's even <laughs> yeah, like, he's Arnie, even Arnie's more of an being, asshole. Yeah, no, Arnie, Arnie's like an absolute maniac throughout the entire film, just complete <laughs> sociopath, complete sociopath. <laughs> but then you've got Sinbad's going even crazy and he's playing a mailman because that was when going postal yeah, was a big thing postal, everyone was yeah. going remember postal, postal remember that 90s. video game yeah. postal i do but it's not christmas related is it nathan so let's not talk about <laughs> sorry sorry, <laughs> oh, by my own sorry. Yeah. oh nathan got nathan's yeah deal um, with it phil hartman is very good oh, in this film yeah uh, he does such good. a good job playing a sleazy like sleazeback yeah, he's, he's trying to like steal his so neighbor's good. wife it's yeah so it's, it's and it's so funny right because at first you don't know he's a sleazebag at the, at the very 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 start it's just like mm-hmm. so it's like it's doing the 90s thing of like oh the dad's a workaholic and he misses his oh, kids yeah. karate class Baseball, school league play game. little yeah. league you know it's what yeah, it's one of those and it's just ev- every 90s yeah. film but phil phil yeah. hartman is playing like the the rich good dads like neighbor dads yeah, who gets his kids dad, everything object of all the single mom's desires in the neighborhood. <laughs> Drowning in milfs. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and at first, it's just like funny. It's like, oh, these women are all over Phil Hartman and Phil Hartman's being the perfect dad and he's recording the karate match. And you're, you're like, okay, he's a stand-up guy. But no, actually, he's a sleaze because he wants the one oh. milf he can't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get your own milf, you fucking dickhead. Who's played by... What's her name? Rita Wilson, who is Tom Hanks's IRL wife. Rita, I think that's her name. is that right? Uh? Should I get that sound effect and add that in? She's well? very much a long-suffering wife character. She's like that stock yeah. character who ends up forgiving all of Arnie's antics, um, which includes because he almost... gets the doll or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you put so much effort into this. Oh, well done. Um, but and also, Arnie's... you look hot in that super suit. Basically. Yeah, she yeah. The she... bedroom eyes at him. She she has a cosplay fetish, and that, that's <laughs> <laughs> so so she yeah, forgave him. Yeah, she forgave him breaking into his neighbor's house, setting it on fire, and trying to steal a child. Assaulting the reindeer. Yeah, punching the reindeer. <laughs> 
Uh, there was so there's a crazy thing about this jing, like jingle all the way right like i'd seen this movie so many times as a kid or whatever but it was only in adulthood uh, when i watched it again uh many years ago where i like we left it on after it was finished and the credits played all the way through there's oh, a stinger at the end yes, of the movie it's so funny best joke in the film yeah yes, it's such a good film. joke and it was something like it blew my mind because it was something i'd never seen and then like 20 years later or whatever i'm like oh my god there's like a great jokes tagged on the end of the movie here yeah you heard <laughs> it here first ladies and gentlemen watch it past the credits best joke of the film yeah. we won't ruin it <laughs> wait what was it i haven't seen this movie recently we're not, we're not ruining like it we're not ruining yeah there's it. a yeah there's we're just a it. very quick scene at the very end of the movie after the credits I wish I had watched this fucking movie again because it sounds like way more enjoyable than I remember. When I was a kid, yeah, I'd, well, and still do you have. Like, too good for Arnold? No, it's not that. It's, (laughs) listen, it's that. Um, I have a, a terrible attention span, and as a kid, I was, I was pretty like laser focused on only watching shit that was animated and mm. sci-fi fantasy. So that's pretty much where I was at. If it was a live action movie, I didn't give a single fuck. Uh, and I watched this movie at my friend Ryan's house. Uh, this is before we had, you know, streaming and whatnot, obviously, because it was whenever, 1997. Yeah, you had to, I, you used to have to go to a store to pick up movies yeah, on tapes. weird and cool, and I miss and it. And then you lot. had to rewind them because some fucker yeah. wasn't kind enough. You got to be kind. Yeah, they would charge you rewind penalties or whatever. Yeah. So, like, so basically, now. I'd go to this, this kid's house and... You know, and I'd have to end up watching some bullshit like Little Monsters or whatever. But then, you know, but occasionally then you'd you'd get an Ace Ventura when nature calls. So it, it wasn't all bad. But in general, yeah, <laughs> another movie know, that's like, aged great. Um, better than the first one. Better than the first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. So it has, like I say, it has been a while, and I probably wasn't really giving it my full attention. I probably just got popped up. Yeah, again, you should like, watch it again. Yeah. Oh look, there's Sonic. Put yourself in the holiday there. spirit. Yeah, that's good. I will. I guess some, some holiday cheer. So you Americans love, don't you? Yeah. I I love a bit of holiday cheer. <laughs> That's because you're basically American at this point. I, I basically I'm I've spent so many Christmases <laughs> in the US. Um, probably I don't know now probably equal to as many I've spent in the UK. Maybe. Wow. That's strange. But you guys, you love cinnamon, and yeah. well done. Well done. So very, <laughs> well done. No, it's good. It's good. We don't we don't appreciate it enough. And we've got the pumpkin pie, um, mainly Thanksgiving thing, but you still have that Christmas. I heard it in that one song. Um, shall, we, shall we talk about a very, a very British one? Um, the sure. Snowman. Then, yeah. The Snowman. I love The Snowman. I love most of The Snowman. 1982 adaptation of Raymond Briggs's picture book. The picture book wasn't strictly a Christmas thing. It was just a snowy day. But mm. they put Father Christmas in this and aired it on like Christmas Eve. So it's a Christmas shot. Yeah. It's one of them, uh, as we were talking about, and I was talking about at length as I want to do, that a lot of my Christmas choices are not actually Christmas related. It was just that you'd wait all year watching bullshit TV and then, you know, the BBC had finally sprung for like whatever Raiders of the Lost Ark. So you could watch that at Christmas. So stuff like that would always be my my Christmas movie or, or something like do fucking Wallace and Gromit. There'd always be like a new Wallace and Gromit coming out and you'd be like just going absolutely nuts waiting for it. Um, but the Snowman 
is absolutely a tradition over here. That shit's on mm. every single year. Oh, yeah. You always want to sit down and watch it, get a hot chocolate, get in front of the fire. I did like the Father Christmas one. I liked the... Oh, it's good. But I think, yeah, this, this one's really iconic. And there's no... Apart from an intro, which there's multiple versions of the intro, apart from the intro, there's no dialogue. It's all just music and animation like instruments yeah. music and Little pantomime stuff yeah yeah which is nice because it, it makes it kind of timeless it makes it ageless like anyone can i mean anyone of any age can kind of enjoy it um and and well it from anywhere on the globe man like the the little bit of dialogue, like the little bit of narration they do have at the beginning um there's been a few versions I like the original Raymond Briggs version. Um, although I think we probably grew up with the David Bowie version where he's got that nice scarf and he's in the attic. Oh, David yeah. Bowie did this? Um, yeah, he did. He, um, no, I gave you I gave you the Raymond Briggs original intro to watch, but there is a version with David Bowie introducing it instead, which is quite similar. But yeah, it's, it's just very, very evocative. Um, it says the room was filled with light and silence. The whole world mm. seems to be held in the dreamlike stillness. It's a good snowman. I've never built a snowman that good. Um, he's a very robust snowman, isn't very he? Very tall um, snowman. Arms and legs. Thick. The kids say thick, don't they? Thick. He's, he's, that's what, he's a thick snowman. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's just a lovely, charming story, isn't it? The boy builds a snowman and the snowman comes to life. Go and visit Santa. And they kind of they ride a bike. Yeah, he, he does all kinds of hilarious situations. Tries different um, noses on. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not feeling that. He tries sits down in front of the fire to get warm. Oh, don't do that because yeah, this family has a pineapple in the winter in England. <laughs> they thought that was well. <laughs> you know. They don't represent all of us. Yeah, and then they go and they they go and see all the other snowmen who've also come to life, and they have a snowman meeting, and they have a lovely little dance and a song, and it's really oh. fun and exciting. And I love oh, they, that whole bit. They pull Christmas crackers. They yeah, right. We're, Christmas we're, crackers. We're, we're explaining to Nathan the about. other day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think most Americans aren't going to know what those are. So yes, you had to explain it to me. It's they're lovely and they're good fun. Um, if you if you get the thing inside in fact even if you do it's usually pretty rubbish so it's more again it's more of a tradition thing it's it's whatever um but they do it and it's lovely and even the or actually the him having an orange for a nose is kind of a that's a traditional thing like giving an orange oranges being involved in like a centerpiece when i was a kid at school we used to make these christmas centerpieces like to take home and you'd kind of like you'd make you'd use an orange you'd kind of like get holly we got and get holly from the bushes and then we'd kind of put it all together into this little thing and uh, an orange in the middle with a candle in it. So then when it burned, it like smelled of orange and it was lovely and, and zesty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we used to make these little centerpieces for like our Christmas table. Um, there's probably something to do. Like, oranges is like going to be something you'd get in your stocking, you know, as a, as a mm. kid in the old Is orange as a snowman nose? A traditional thing over there because like here in america it's always like the carrot it's the carrot yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't say that orange for a nose is a tradition but oranges being part of the christmas tradition is is definitely a thing anyway yeah so love the snowman the only bit i don't like is the fucking is the song you know the song the walking in the air song i don't like it it bums me out i don't remember that one they do the song the we're walking in the air when and it's like when they're flying they're fl firstly they're flying so it's bullshit oh, and oh, they're flying okay and the other thing and the other thing is <laughs> the song's all in the minor key and when i was a kid i was like super sensitive to music like and if a song was like 
a bum out like you know if it had a saxophone solo i'd just be like weeping like i was just like <laughs> i can't deal with, i can't deal with this raw emotion like i'm not ready for this i'm like four and the snowman for some reason just just sent me into absolute just fits and i, I couldn't deal with it at all and it still now will bum me out oh yeah i know childhood so, memories yeah i mean nobody's perfect and all that. it was always the ending that got to me the snowman a harrowing tale of life and death and rebirth <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of it all nathan um yeah i thought it was nice and cute i uh will admit i kind of dozed off a little bit in parts of it but i think I <laughs> oh, they, they flew they flew they walked in the yeah, air they flew i didn't remember that song and all that yeah but it was cute yeah uh, I might revisit it at some point. It's just cozy. It, is a cozy it was nice and cozy. It nice. made me feel sleepy. <laughs> there we go. Mission there accomplished. Did, it did oh, you're eating your Christmas dinner and had your mince pie. You all tuckered out. Yeah. Overexcited, opening all your presents. They don't have mince pies in America, do they? I don't really know what that is. Is it like a mincemeat oh, pie or something? Yeah, they're no. not really common here. It's, it sounds good, though. I like that stuff. It, it's called mincemeat, but it's actually fruit. It's like spiced oh. fruit in a pie. Oh, that sounds gross. Never mind. They're wonderful. They're wonderful, and you're, you're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> is it? Okay. We'll send you some in the post. Sorry, in the mail. Okay. and uh, We'll go postal. We'll go postal. At... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You lot go postal, even though you mail stuff, and we post stuff using the Royal Mail? What is happening? Whoa. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Wait. <laughs> Did somebody say... Uh, <laughs> oh, there, <you> <laughs> there we are. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't have this on here before. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Now we can... <laughs> okay, t- ten minutes. minutes. Does anyone yeah. have any of us? Oh, we don't have to go another ten minutes, do we? We can wrap enough. it up, but if there's um, anything else we didn't cover, we can. Oh, shit. I mean, there's so know. many other yeah movies. Like, yeah, there's the Charlie Brown Christmas, which is a classic. Oh, I haven't seen oh, that. I like that one. Yeah. It's such a part of Christmas, like in the US, you see Peanuts stuff everywhere, mm-hmm. you see Snoopy everywhere, mm-hmm. but specifically at Christmas, you see inflatable Snoopy, maybe this is more of a Texas thing, you see inflatable Snoopies on people's lawns, you know, it'll be wearing a Santa hat or whatever. Is it like that in your neck of the woods, Nathan? What? All the, infl- all the inflatables on the lawns. Snoopies. Everywhere. Oh, Not yeah, that's necessarily Snoopy, but <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't see. know if I've seen any Snoopies, but yeah, like that's a thing for I've sure. Seen People love Snoopies. to put up the inflatables, you know. Right. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. There's a regulation amount of inflatables and nothing more, nothing less. Okay. Um, one thing I wanted to broach before we yeah. give up entirely and go to bed uh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh, <laughs> and I've given uh, it, I've given it some yes. thought, folks. Please and I, uh, and I'm saying no. Uh, and that's the mm, I agree with that actually yes it's not a Christmas agreed. movie it's not about Christmas it's a movie set at Christmas but it doesn't doesn't need to be yeah it's Christmas, absolutely yeah. it's absolutely not and you're dumb and shush because I was also ruminating on you know what what constitutes if, if Christmas is featured in it so like is Lady and the Tramp a Christmas movie no no I mean, only part of it is set at like Home Alone. That's a Christmas movie, right? Because it's set at Christmas and yes. is about yeah. Christmas. Both yes. Homes Alone are 
our set at Christmas. And Homes, they are both alone. <laughs> Homes Alone, our set at Christmas. They are Christmas movies. The two canon mine. Homes Alone starring Macaulay Culkin. Rest in peace. Yes. And none of the... <laughs> <laughs> and none of the others. He got what was coming to him. <laughs> oh my God. Finally, the wet bandits. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> Fucking brick to the forehead or something. I really wanted to watch Home Alone 2 and uh and so i'm going to i'm gonna i didn't Good. manage to you do should. it for yeah i will yeah I'm going to. starring our favorite u.s president donald trump rest in peace oh you everyone has to bring it up and just fucking spoil the mood also starring or spoil the um, movie also, <laughs> yeah the big twist is donald also trump. starring <laughs> no i didn't mean spoil. i mean you're spoiling my enjoyment of the fucking movie oh did you forget that donald, donald trump, trump was in it <laughs> I didn't know who Donald Trump was when I watched that fucking movie, and I wish I didn't now. Look, what I'm saying is, it also starring um, National Treasure and acting powerhouse Tim Curry. Yeah. Uh, oh the, yes, I love Tim Curry as the uh, as the bell end, uh, yeah. the bell the bell boy. Sorry, <laughs> the bell end bell, bell boy. The bell end. The bell. He's a bell end though as well, isn't he? Yeah. You know, and also the fucking... pigeon lady looks like Piers Morgan. Have you ever seen him in the same room together, Nathan? That's no, have not. Yeah, there you well, go. Maybe these are the questions we should be asking. Yeah, so think about that when you rewatch it. I will. <laughs> I'll probably I'll watch it too. In solid All right, cool. So we got that one. Um, maybe actually, yeah, the Grinch because we were talking about earlier on the, the oh, Jim yeah. Carrey one. That's always good fun, and I'll be watching all my usual traditional favorites: Wallace and Gromit, The Wrong Motherfucking Trousers. Do you get me? Because <laughs> that's a fucking. Yeah. That's a movie. Yeah, so Wallace and Gromit, none of them are Christmas stories, but they were always on at Christmas. Oh, yeah? Okay. So, yeah, that's, they, what, that's what I'm saying. It's got, it's got that feeling. It was always something to... Okay, Robbie the Reindeer. There we go. We can all watch Robbie the yeah, Reindeer. That's a, Who the hell is Robbie? Um, I don't know no Robbie. I know Rudolph. Well, this, this is Rudolph's son, and he was voiced by Robbie Williams, I believe. Rudolph fucked? <laughs> canonically <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this I, I think i think part of a part of a joke is like they can't say his name because copyright and stuff oh. <laughs> it's british humor so you know <laughs> okay people also ask um, is the nightmare before christmas a christmas film or a halloween film mate clues in the title clue is in the title is it because it's before Christmas? Yep, dude, it's not dude, at Christmas. But it's a play on Night Before Christmas. The night before <gasps> Christmas. The night wow, before look Christmas. Look at that logic. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> there you go. You just got destroyed. There it is. Uh, this is our five minute warning, gents. So um, uh, I was just about to say, let's just wrap it up, right? <laughs> what else is there to talk about? I think we covered it. Yes, up like much a like a present. Everybody make the same joke at the same time. Yes. It's, okay. That was very loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do your yeah. magic, Joshua. Well, hopefully, oh, you know, this you. you'll get this episode out in time for Christmas. I mean Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. hopefully you'll right. fucking do that no pressure look we're setting expectations you know our dear dear listeners don't expect us to do anything ever again so every time we do it's a pleasant surprise I'm sure they're tripping over themselves there you go that's the way to build a fandom you know what I am in the Christmas spirit 
Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. To all our dear yes. listeners, Merry and Christmas. Happy holidays. One and all. Happy holidays. All of the holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Easter, Valentine's Day, Halloween, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. International Women's Day. International yeah, Women's Day. Tiny Tim said, God bless us, everyone. He did say that, yeah. Rest in peace. Ha 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 